seated. <coughs> if you've got your Bibles with you, turn to the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. And I'll read from the English Standard Version. This is, this is what the Word of God says. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to dissolve, to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear the son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy this morning. Thank you for this time of Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Christ. Help us to have a biblical view of the birth of Christ. Renew our minds afresh. Renew our minds anew such that we may think biblically about the birth of Christ. And the miraculous birth. It was not just a natural, ordinary birth. Yes, I pray. Pray that the people who are listening that my voice may be attentive and that I may be clear that the Holy Spirit may guide me and that the Holy Spirit may empower me and that I may preach that which is written in the scriptures for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, friends, the title to my sermon today is The Miraculous Birth of the Savior. The Miraculous Birth of the Savior. It is the year 2021, and here we are at the end of the year. A time for most to celebrate the end of the year. Some, of course, are on leave. Some celebrate what is known as Christmas. And this is the time to, for, for many to give and receive presents. A time to be with family and friends and celebrate. A time to be jolly. 
they celebrate Christmas. Have you ever asked yourself, when I am joining the festivities, when I am Because you are not yet married. 
before even they had the conversation about sexual intercourse, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Friends, the introduction of the Lord Jesus Christ was peculiar. The world was in silence for 400 years. There was no prophecy. And, and this time, in accordance to Luke's account, was when the Jews themselves were under Emperor Caesar Augustus. And the Jews were under Roman rule. They were persecuted. They were, uh, this, was, this time was right for the entrance of Christ to the world to fulfill John 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. And we see that according to Matthew and according to Luke, this is how the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It was peculiar. It was unusual. And I want us to look at the details briefly. That Jesus, mother Mary, was betrothed to Joseph. Luke's account of the birth of Christ is more detailed. In terms of prior events, there is the visitation of Mary by the angel Gabriel, who told her that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Luke chapter 1 verse 36. And we see that in accordance to Luke's account, Mary visited Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. And after that, she even sang a song of praise to God called the Magnificent. But the peculiarity or the unusualness is that this was virtually impossible with man. There will never be anyone who will ever be with child as a virgin. People have tried to emulate, people have tried to react as it were. There will never be anyone who will give birth as a virgin except for Mary. There has never been anyone who has given birth as a virgin except for Mary. It is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mary herself knew that this was a privilege. She even knew that she was unworthy. And it is seen in the, in the song called The Magnificent. If you've got time, you go to Luke chapter 1 and see the song, The Magnificent. And yet we have the Roman Catholics who have an unbiblical view of Mary. And they've elevated Mary to a point of worship. To a point where they revere. And Mary herself says, in that song, she's unworthy. Even when the angel approached her and greeted her, she was, she was amazing. Why would you greet me that way? And friends, she 
was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit and even as we describe these things to people, as we teach these people about the virgin birth, we must be careful in how we teach or think about the virgin birth. Lest we fall into heresy, lest we fall into blasphemy. Listen to what J.C. Ryle says in his commentary on Matthew, commenting on this text. Let us not attempt to explain these things which are above our feeble reason. Let us be content and believe with reverence. And let us not speculate about matters which we cannot understand. We may safely rest in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary. Simple. That is the biblical teaching. Many of us make a spectacle out of many things and the very inclination sorry Jesus was conceived of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary and we also see in the text itself that Joseph in verse 18 let's read together now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they had come together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, and her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. We see that Joseph was a godly man. We see that he didn't want to make a whole thing out of it. Surely this was a miraculous happening. And, and though even under the law of Moses, he was permitted to divorce his fiancée upon grounds of sexual immorality. So he, he, he wanted to divorce this woman. He resolved to divorce her quietly because she had in his mind, she had broken the oath. She had broken her promise. And friends, in a world that we live in, many of us make a spectacle out of many things. At the very inclination that someone hurt us, we make noise. Or when we think we are hurt, or maybe the spouse has cheated on us, we, we, we are quick to take to social media in a, in a media-saturated world. Wait, no, 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 they've done this to me. They've done this to me. Joseph was a godly man. He did not seek out to embarrass his fiancée at that time. And can I challenge you this morning, friends, that when, even when, no matter how aggrieved you feel in life about things that are going your way, resolve to take it to God. Resolve to take it to God first. Before even wanting to publicize matters, before even wanting to 
accomplishments resolve to take it to God. And friends, such was the peculiarity of the events. It is unusual. First of all, the wife or the fiancé, as it were, is conceived of the conceived of the Holy Spirit. She's with child. Second of all, the husband just wants to divorce her quietly. If it was in Africa, the person was it. They'll go to the people and say, I demand my order. Give me back my money. Give me back my cattle. Such was the peculiarity. And for and friends, this is this is the, the, the divine grace of God which we see. But secondly, I want us to see from verse 20 to 21 that. This birth, the miraculous birth of Christ was was predestined from verse 20 to 21. But as he considered, which means as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel visited Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, the one who is he was in the lineage of King David. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Why? For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. We see, friends, that this was predestined to happen. It was ordained by God. It was planned by God in eternity past such that Joseph this matter. Joseph, even as he was considering these things, did not know that this was God's plan. So even as he was, even as he was trying to think, okay, so how am I to divorce this woman? The angel came to him. And friends, sometimes God, in his dealings with us, often leaves us at a place where we are hanging by a thread. Just by the skin of our teeth. Remember Abraham and his son Isaac. When he told, go and sacrifice your son. What happened at the last moment? And sometimes God lets you hang on the cliff's edge for a very, very long time. This was what happened to Joseph. Joseph's world was crumbling. Joseph's world was folding or caving in as his beautiful fiancée was found pregnant. But as he was considering these things, the predestination work of God the decree of God was to take effect. And friends, we learned that what God has planned will take place just as He planned it. No matter how we try to resist His will, we cannot. If God says He will die today, He will die. If God 
God says this will happen today, it will happen. If God says this will happen, it will happen. And, and we must trust in God. We must do away with human reason. We must do away with uh, ungodly voices in our lives. We must do away with people who do not know the truth of God as major influences in our lives. And trust in God. Trust in the Savior. We see in verse 21 that the angel says to Joseph, she will bear a son and you shall call him Jesus. The name Jesus is Yeshua or Hosea in the, in the Hebrew. It simply means Jehovah or Savior. For you, you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord God has spoken in the prophets. But I want us to see that there in verse 21, there are two titles that Jesus is she will bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus, right? For he will save his for he will save his people from their sin. John Calvin said that if we look at the Greek, or if we look at the text, the angel said that the name was to be Jesus, and that. And also Emmanuel, God with us. Listen to what the commentator says on this. For though she was a child, it could be it could not be known any other uh, any otherwise than that prediction or divine revelation that she should have a son whose name should be called Jesus. A name of the same signification with Joshua and Hosea, and may be interpreted as Savior. Acts 13:23. For the word Jesus comes from uh, a Hebrew word which signifies to save. And to this agrees the reason of the name given by the angel. For he shall save his people from their sin. The salvation here ascribed to him, and for which he is every way fit, being God as well as man, and which he is the sole author of, is to be understood not of a temporal, but of a spiritual and everlasting salvation. Such was prophesied in Isaiah 45 verse 17. And friends, we see that he was to save his people from their sins. And this was it. It was once and for all. And, and Jesus has a particular people that God has given him, whom he was to die for. Many people 
We spend the whole day arguing that Jesus died for the whole world. We don't see that in the scriptures. <laughs> the scriptures do not support that teaching. Thirdly, I want to say that the miraculous birth of Christ was prophesied. It was peculiar, it was predestined, it was prophesied. Verse 22 to 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel. This, this prophecy was taken from Isaiah 7 verse 14, which reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And friends, we see that all across the Old Testament, there is the prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether it's of the virgin birth, whether it is of his work, whether it is of his work of redeeming, whether it is his work on the cross, his resurrection, we see that their prophecy, the word, the word of God is saturated with prophecies of the virgin birth of Christ. How does this make us think about the birth of Christ? How does this make us think about Christmas time? How does this make us think about even the way we celebrate Christmas? Is it in meditation of God's goodness? Is it in reverence and awe of what God did 2,000 years ago? Or is it in irreverence, wild, righteous, etc., etc.? And we see that even numerous prophecies begin from Genesis 3, verse 15, of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And friends, the point that I want us to bring, that I, that I want to bring to us today, is that what God has said in his word will happen. The word of God is efficient, it's sufficient. We must trust the contents but we must also trust in the God of the Bible. We must trust in Jesus, hold firm to his promises, live according to his word, for what was prophesied about the virgin birth happened exactly as was said. There was no deviation. There was no mistake. God did that which he predestined to do and he 
with excellence. And just as it was told about the virgin birth, so, so will it happen on the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back. The word of God says, prepare for the coming of the Lord. And friends, we see that Jesus didn't stay in the manger, nor did he stay in the tomb. There was a particular mission, which is a point that will lead us onto our fourth point. There was a particular mission that God had Jesus do for us. Fourthly, I want us to see that the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ was not haphazard, but it was particular. It is particular in the sense that when the angel had finished speaking to Joseph, let us read from verse 24. When Joseph woke up from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. That is particular. It's not haphazard. It's not ambiguous. It is not shrouded in mystery. But it is particular. Listen to what John Calvin says about Joseph. He says, Joseph being raised from the sleep, the ready performance which is here described serves not less to attest the certainty of Joseph's faith than to commend his obedience. For if every scruple had not been removed and his conscience fully pacified, he would have never proceeded so cheerfully on a sudden change of opinion take unto him his wife, whom, whose society he lately thought would pollute him. The dream must have carried some mark of divinity, which did not allow his mind to hesitate. Next followed to the effect of faith, having learned the will of God, he instantly prepared to obey John Calvin. What a description. What a description of irresistible grace. What a description of the fact that if God has a particular thing that he would have you do, it would be done. And even on a wider scale, friends, God is in control of the universe. God is in control of the happenings of the earth. The, there is no bird that falls from the tree that God does not know of and that God has not been Everything, of course. 
course is about divine appointment. We are here because God has allowed us. We are here because God has permitted. Just as it is right now. And yet many people think they can resist the will of God. Many people think that they can outdo God. Many people think that they can outrun God. Joseph did exactly what was required of him. He obeyed God. He took the woman as his wife. But he did not sleep with her until she had given birth a son to a son. And he called his name Jesus. For, for what? Verse 21. For he will save his people from their sin. There was a clear mission. So friends, what was this mission? And I'll conclude by saying this, that this mission was that Jesus came to die for sinners. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance. I came to die such that they may be redeemed. I came to die for the sins of those that the Father gave me so that they may be redeemed, so that they may be brought into the sheepfold. All those who are lost, my lost sheep must come into the sheepfold. And we see from Matthew, Matthew's account of Jesus' death at the cross, if you just flip a few pages to your right, in Matthew 27, verse 45, we see that from the sixth hour there was darkness in all the lands, over all the lands, until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lema Sabbatani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other accounts, it says, it is finished. That same baby who was born in a manger or stable, who was dressed in swaddling clothes, whose birth was the lowest of low, humble, they couldn't even go into an inn because it was full. Is the same Jesus that we are celebrating. And what better way to celebrate Jesus than to trust Him? Than to trust Him? Than to repent from sin? Than to repent from falsehoods? To repent, to acknowledge, to say, Oh God, I, I actually do not know this Jesus. I, I don't know. I've been wasting my, my years. Neither death nor no, 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 
no heights, no, no angels, no anything in all creation can separate me from the love of Jesus. That if I die today, I will be with the Savior. And that this miraculous birth had a reason to save us. Let us give some time for a small meditation after which I will, I will ask us to sing our last song today from 162 in the Gracing Supplement. All now I see the crimson stain. Let us meditate briefly.
even in the midst of arguments over when he was born, it is recorded that he was born. It is recorded how he was born. It is recorded that it was by divine predestination that our Savior would come to the world in the manner that he did, to live in the manner that he did, to die in the manner that he did, and to return as we await we expected wait for his return and even as we celebrate Christmas with our family and friends may we preach the gospel may we teach the truth may we evangelize cheerfully that our Savior lives did not remain in the manger did not remain in the tomb at the right hand of the Father, interceding for our, on our behalf, and will return like a thief in the night. Oh, that we may be found in Him. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, this comes, we come, we have come to the end of our service at PRPC, much shorter because of our situation, but we praise the Lord that we have been given this opportunity to so I would like to say, um, have a Merry Christmas, God be with you, God bless you, and God keep you, and meditate on the promises of God in Christ Jesus.